You're listening to E-Commerce Marketing School, presented by Privy and Printful. So one of the big barriers to launching an e-commerce store is the upfront cost of manufacturing inventory. And then assuming you do go ahead and manufacture 100 or maybe 1,000 of your products for launch, that's just increasing your risk as a founder and your exposure because you're sinking that much more into getting your idea off the ground before you know if it's proven. So that's how I first learned about Printful. Essentially helps you get your upfront inventory cost and risk down to basically zero. It's pretty sweet. And on top of that, in the early days, it lets you focus on just getting traffic to your store as opposed to also thinking about fulfillment. So for me, adding Printful to Shopify is just a great way to jumpstart a new e-commerce site and test it with lower risk. But it's not just for launching. So lately, I've been seeing more and more success stories of print-on-demand stores that remain print-on-demand, well, forever. Last year, we had Ben, the founder of West and Willow, on the podcast. I don't remember their numbers exactly, but they've grown to be pretty large. And then my friend Connor, who's here with us again today, I think is 100% print-on-demand for his store, Respoke Collections. I thought it'd be fun to bring Connor back on to chat about how he uses Printful for growing his store. Connor, welcome back. Thanks for having me. Cool. So remind us, what's Respoke and where are you guys in the journey? 100%. Yeah. So Respoke is basically a fully like automotive enthusiast, like dream shop. And so the goal of what we're trying to go and build is basically all of the home decor, the accessories, all of the products that someone who owns and loves their automobile would want to go and buy. And so, so far we've been around for just under a year and we just actually just this month had like our highest record sales month, which is pretty exciting. But for the products that we launched today and we're selling today, it's really two core products and they all kind of fall into the same category. It's automotive home decor. And then that breaks into two categories where either one, people can go and buy stock products. That's something that we just recently came out with. And those products allow you to go and buy things like the Porsche 911 series or the Corvette series or like BMW M3 series, things like that. Um, and people love that for their art and for their wall and all that kind of stuff. And then the other product, and this is actually kind of the flagship product, what we launched the store around was similar to actually Ben's Weston Willow, where people can upload photos to their pets and get custom pet portraits, but it's actually for car enthusiasts. And so if you have a really cool custom car, you love your car, you want to go and turn it into something that you can hang up in your garage, your office, whatever, all you have to go and do is go to our store upload a photo of your car. We have a team of designers and artists who go and turn it into a graphic rendering. And then we'll go and actually send you out that on a framed print or canvas print or poster, even on phone cases, whatever you want, all through Printful. Nice. So I love this. I'm glad we're catching up because like in the last, I don't know, six, seven months since we've been working together, I think the vision for Respoke has evolved and grown quite a bit. And I think that that's reflected, A, in you just talking about the vision and who this is for, but also like the product suite in terms of what you guys offer. So let's start with like the beginning, right? Because your flagship product, I think, is actually really interesting. So how do you actually let people upload an image of their car? That's something that Printful lets you do. Um, so it's not on Printful. That's actually another Shopify app called Upload Kit. And so basically all it is is you can go and upload a photo and it's cool because they actually customize it to allow you to go and upload it from Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or your hard drive or whatever. So that way, if you don't happen to have a photo on you right away, maybe you'll have one on Instagram that you can just go and pull from. Got it. So that that lets them get the media into the site and then you're using 
Printful to actually handle the fulfillment of the the poster or the canvas once it's ready. Exactly. And just for anyone listening, like if you are thinking about using Printful or some other third-party vendor uh, to go manufacture all of your products, I will say one thing that I learned really early on in business from this book called The E-Myth by Michael Gerber, I think it's by, basically just talks about all about like core competencies and like the idea of working on your business versus in your business. And one mistake that I see a lot of entrepreneurs make, and it's not really a necessarily a mistake, just something that they don't realize 100% until later on, is this idea of working on your business versus in your business. And so from our standpoint, Nick and I, my partner on this, we're good at marketing. Like our entire job, both of us do marketing for different software companies, Privy and Desktop Metal in Boston. And so like when we wanted to go and start a store, we're like, okay, we want to focus on sales, marketing, design, all that kind of stuff. We want to focus on all of that for the first year or two, right? That's like really the core thing that we're good at. What we're not good at and what we don't want to spend our time doing is shipping out every single order, being the one to go and screen print every single order onto a poster or onto a canvas because that stops us from actually growing the business and it's more of an operational bit. So what Printful does that's really helpful is they let us go and totally outsource all of the operations with the exception of customer support. And you know, then we just go and hired someone to go and fully run customer support for us. So I think that's a really important lesson that not a lot of entrepreneurs learn early on. Yeah, I love that, right? Like recognizing what you're good at and what you like to do and where you want to spend your time in terms of working on the business versus like what you don't know a ton about. And, you know, maybe over time you'll recognize that's important to learn. But but in the beginning, it's about getting distribution and that's where your skill set lives. So I think that's really great. So basically your flagship product was the upload and the custom print, which is amazing. And now it sounds like you've expanded the suite to include some other automotive kind of artwork. Yeah, exactly. So that's actually, I I mean, I'm about to reference another book here, so I don't want everyone listening to this to think that I just read all the time. I really don't read that much. It's just that uh, there's a few good books out there that help you a lot. But one book is by Russell Brunson called Dot Com Secrets. And I read this book like, you know, one or two years ago. And I genuinely think that it's probably the best marketing book for e-commerce. So if you only buy one book ever for e-commerce, just buy this book. I swear it'll help you. But he talks a lot about this idea of a value ladder. And so a value ladder, just to summarize it, basically says you need to go and get someone to trust you with a very low amount of money and a very low amount of friction. And then as they trust you, they'll be willing to spend more money with you over time. They'll be willing to go and jump through more hoops to go and buy your product offerings. And they'll be willing to go and like trust you and be more loyal to your brand. And so my thought was that right now we're selling a product where we're running Facebook ads, they hit our site, and then they have to go and find a photo of their car, they have to buy an expensive product, and they have to go and go through all of these hoops and whistles just to make sure, you know, they have the right angle of their car, they know that they want the right photo, they're paying $150, there's a lot of friction there. And so what I wanted to go and do is basically say, okay, how can we go and reduce the friction a ton and then upsell them on the back end, right? So once we have their email address, once we have their credit card information, not that we abuse that or anything, we don't really have access to that. We just, you know, they bought a product from us. Once we have all of that and we can sell them, you know, let's call like a $75 framed print of like a Porsche 911 series. Now we go and send them an email flow, a post-purchase email flow of like eight or nine emails over the course of two to three weeks saying, hey, we hope you loved your product. Here's what other customers are saying about Respoke. By the way, do you have a car? If you do have a car, oh, we also have this really cool other custom service. And what we're noticing from this, so far we've only been doing this for three or four weeks. We've already had probably about four or five other sales of people who have gone, purchased the stock product, purchased that cheap 
low friction, easy one-click checkout product. And now they're saying, wow, this actually came out really nice. I also have this, you know, I keep on using Porsche 911 as an example, but I have this other car in my driveway. I think it would be really cool to go and hang this up along with this other print. So something that we've been trying to focus on, and that's kind of why we expanded the product offerings. Love it, love it. So you actually realize like, okay, we've been successful in getting this target audience to our site. Maybe the friction around uploading the custom image of their car is slowing down the velocity. So you flipped it on its head. Thanks, Russell Bronson's value ladder, (laughs) right? To lower friction purchases of kind of more standardized products. And those are also on Printful. Like, what are they? Just more canvases of Porsches, you said? Yeah. So we have a couple different ones. Like, we just came out yesterday with a Formula One track series, for example. And like Formula One, like, turn on Facebook ads for yesterday. And people are already buying it. And so one thing that's pretty cool to notice is like, we're going and we're selling these and then we're upselling them on the back end with other custom stuff, which has been pretty great. Love it. Yeah. And so after that first purchase, then you're kind of nurturing into the custom upload, which I think is amazing because you're probably shrinking the time from awareness to first purchase about the brand. My impression originally when you were just focused on the custom upload was that it might be a one and done type of relationship with a customer where you're going to get that thing, you'll do it once, maybe you do it as a gift, but probably unlikely to purchase again. But now, because you flipped it into this model around the standard products that you're encouraging them to get first with lower friction, you actually have room for quite a bit of repeat purchases down the back end. Right, exactly. And the cool part about the custom stuff is a lot of the times when people buy the custom product, Usually, if you buy a custom portrait of your car, you typically either have more than one car or you have a lot of other friends who love their cars. To my surprise as well, we have had more repeat purchases than expected. But since coming out with the stock artwork, I've definitely noticed that it's gone up even more. So it's pretty cool. Nice. Nice. So yeah, I mean, you really validated the custom product. Now you've got a suite of products. Sounds like things are going well and growing now that you flipped the funnel as well. So getting back to like the original idea you mentioned where, you know, you knew you and your partner, you like to lean into the marketing side. Like, is there a point, do you think? I'm just curious. I don't think there's a right answer here. But is there a point where you start thinking about manufacturing some of the standard products yourself in bulk? Or do you think you'll just kind of stick with the print on demand? So I think with e-commerce specifically, every e-commerce entrepreneur who does not do print on demand will tell you that they have one major problem when it comes to finances, and that's always cash flow. Because what happens is you go over, you go to China, maybe you're manufacturing in the US, you buy a thousand products, and then next thing you know, you have to put up $5,000, right? Assuming whatever your product cost is, put up $5,000. And now you have to now sell those thousand products over the next you know three months, four months, five months, however long it takes you to sell them. And you're getting paid one at a time. Slowly, 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 the sales are trickling in. And so assuming that you're growing and assuming that you're growing business, now you run into this big issue where it's like, okay, now I have to go place a larger order and wait for those sales to trickle in and then a larger order. And so it suddenly becomes this thing where you never really have that much money in your bank account, despite the fact that you are selling a lot because your order sizes always keep on getting bigger and your cash flow cycle is so negative. And so like, if you are private labeling your own products and you're buying in bulk and you're, and you're bringing it over and you're shipping them out yourself, I would say that like the best thing that you can probably do for your business today is negotiating terms with your suppliers. But the cool part about print on demand and like Printful specifically is it totally flips that model on its head because what you start seeing is 
hey, I just got paid for a product that hasn't even been made yet. And I haven't even paid Printful for it yet. And so your cash flow cycle completely switches and it becomes way more profitable for you to be able to go and invest into long-term growth, new product ideas, because you have this cash up front, which is pretty nice. Amazing. Yeah, it's a really good story. And so what, like when you recently expanded your offerings on the site, how did you do that? Did you hire a designer to design like a custom Porsche piece of art or, or is that something that you and your partner are doing? Yeah, so it's a lot of just outsourcing to Upwork, Fiverr, Freelancer.com. Usually what we'll try to do is I think we have a team of artists that basically goes and designs all of the custom stuff. And so whenever the sales, you know, if they have a day where it's like, hey, our sales aren't as high for the custom stuff today, then we'll go and assign them a new piece of stock artwork that they can go and begin designing. Awesome. Connor, love it. Sounds like things are really starting to take off for you guys. I'm pumped for you. And I love the switch in the kind of the value ladder model. And sticking with print on demand as you grow, really, really good stuff. And I think what you said about eliminating risk and cash flow challenges is right. The other thing I would add on top of that is like fulfillment is always something we hear about as a headache too. So in a way, you're kind of leaving that to your print on demand partner to let them do that. And, you know, that's something that they do well, given the expectations from consumers these days. Yeah, their product quality has been really high. And in the event that something happens with shipping, as you know, everyone kind of knows if you're in e-commerce these days, shipping has been a nightmare the past couple of months. They're usually pretty great with the support in terms of like jumping in and, and helping out right away. Awesome. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for coming back on. And thanks for listening, everyone. We'll catch you next time.